Hello and welcome to the Gua Sha Show, helping you get the best results out of Gua Sha and Eastern medicine for the face and the body. I'm your host Clive Whitam, and every week we explore the world of Gua Sha to help you use and understand this great technique with research and stories and guests and useful tips. So let's get straight into this episode and let's look at how Gua Sha can help puffiness in your face. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Gua Sha Show. And today we're going to look at how Gua Sha can help remove puffiness in your face. You wake up, get out of bed, head into the bathroom and there's something odd about the person looking back at you in the mirror. It's not the same person who you remember looking in the mirror the night before. So while puffiness has the effect of smoothing out wrinkles it's underneath. It also has the effect of making your face look weird. Other people might not notice a thing, but to you, one part of you has disturbed the symmetry of your face in some way, and you notice it. It's pretty common in my clinic to see people with all kinds of fluid retention, not just in the face. Many people have edema in the legs, and also swelling in the abdomen and puffy arms and legs or hands and feet. On the face, the most common is puffiness around the eyes. And it could be the face and the cheek in general, and it's often in the morning. So what's causing this retention and what can you do about it? Well, there are many causes. When I was a child, my face once swelled up like a balloon when a bee stung my tongue. I used to walk around with my mouth open a lot, apparently. And actually, one of the reasons for facial swelling can be an allergic reaction, but not quite as lethal a reason as my one. It could be something as simple as leaving your makeup on overnight. The chemical interplay with your skin then creates a reaction which is temporary and one which should go with a short amount of time. Another common temporary puffiness can come from drinking alcohol. One of the potential after effects of drinking alcohol is dehydration. And when this happens, your body compensates by a process of enlarged blood vessels and the retaining of liquid. Another one is lack of or too much sleep. Although this can be a chronic issue as well, especially when someone suffers from sleep disorders like insomnia. Puffiness, which might stem from a certain food, is more like an allergic reaction, but can easily be a chronic problem connected with the stomach's ability to digest a certain food type. In my first book, there are lists of foods according to how they're categorised when they go into the digestive process. There's a certain category which is called damp. And if you think about what damp is when you come across it, it's wet it's sticky, it's difficult to get rid of when it appears. We used to have damp on one of our interior walls, which was wet with a constant leak from the pipes upstairs in the courtyard. You just couldn't get rid of it. The walls were made of sand, which was the essential ingredient when they were built back in the 1940s, and after a while it grew its own weird-looking mould and seemed to have a life of its own. Eventually we just gave up and it became a resident in our clinic. 
And that's what these foods can do to you inside. For most people, they're part of the balance of the different food types and there isn't anything negative about them. On the contrary, they're usually highly nutritious food like milk and cheese, bananas and fruit juice. But for some, your stomach just can't digest them. In fact, one of the ways you know that your stomach can't digest them well is the appearance of bloating. For some women, swelling in their face can be related to their monthly cycle. So that although it's temporary, it's part of a wider issue, often accompanied with symptoms of premenstrual syndrome. Other reasons might be a local problem in the nasal area, like a sinus infection, or something more systemic, like hypothyroidism. This is when your thyroid gland isn't producing enough hormones. And you'd know this because it's often accompanied by other symptoms like weight gain and fatigue and dry skin and thinning hair. For some people, puffiness is just part of them. It might run in your family, so you're always going to get it to some extent. It might be part of getting old. Eye puffiness can partly be caused when fatty tissue, which normally sits in the orbital cavity and protects your eye, starts to push forward and fill in spaces below the eye. This happens because of a thinning of the membrane which usually keeps the fat in place in both the upper and lower eyelids. As this membrane thins, the fat herniates and pushes forwards, causing puffy eyes and dark circles and bags under the eyes. Bingo, the whole set. Roll on, old age. So how are we going to approach puffiness with gua sha? You could just get a tool and scrape at the puffiness in the hope that you're physically moving the retained liquid. You could concentrate on the lymphatic system and drainage and lymph nodes. And you wouldn't be wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing anything like that, but it's just not actually coming from the roots of gua sha. In fact, if you were just to do that, you'd be missing the other fascinating things you could do too. Which, of course, is a shame, because why do something with only half the know-how? Let me explain in terms of ecology and motion, which is the gua sha I do, based on the ancient Chinese understanding of the body and its relationship to the natural world. Why should I do this? Well, because when dealing with complicated things going on inside the body, it's a good idea to approach it with a set of principles so that we don't get lost in the detail and the terminology. There really are too many people with meaningless terms or terms they don't quite understand to justify just about anything with gua sha. So let's go for some simple clarity. There are certain functions in the body that are seen by the ancient Chinese as synonymous with how farmers irrigate their land. So let's take their analogy and let's imagine this situation of a puffy face or swollen legs as a farmer standing in his flooded field. The stream, which is normally meandering happily at the edge of his land, has become overrun with water and flooded the surrounding area, including his field. So there's the farmer, knee-deep in water, scratching his head as to what to do. So when you see your face puffy and you think about treating it to reduce the puffiness, are you going to just drain the field of the flood water and just treat the swollen part of the face? If so, what about the place where the river burst its banks upstream? That's where the water's coming from. And what about the excess water in the river which caused the river to burst its banks in the first place? Should we do something about that too? 
Well, let's take a look at some of the causes of puffiness in the terms of these questions. If you've drunk too much alcohol, there's obviously something happening in your liver as it works over time to process it. This is the upriver cause of the puffiness. If it's connected to the food you've eaten or the general diet that you eat, then it's your digestive system and chiefly your stomach which might be behind the puffiness. If you have allergies or allergic reaction to something, then, and this might sound a bit strange, it's your lungs. And if it were due to something like hyperthyroidism, then it's your kidneys. So the flood is coming from somewhere. It didn't just magically appear. So the field has drainage ditches dug at the sides in its strategic places so that excess water can be drained from the land and so it can remain moist and fertile and then that water can then be used elsewhere or return to the river circulation system. So of course you can use this drainage system. So the farmer gets his tools and machinery out and drains the field. So how do we do this with gua sha? Well, you generally avoid any swelling or bloating with the gua sha at all. Instead, you work around it at the edges. If we keep gua sha in its natural context, then we don't concern ourselves with the lymphatic system. And we're not too worried about manually moving the liquid with the tool. This may sound strange to some people, but the lymphatic system isn't a separate system in traditional Chinese medicine. It's already built into others. And certainly in Western medicine, it's closely related to the cardiovascular system and it helps maintain the balance of fluid in the body by draining excess fluid from tissues and returning it to the blood system. But with gua sha, both blood and lymph circulatory systems are simultaneously stimulated to work more efficiently. So what you're doing, instead of actually manually moving the liquid, is increasing microcirculation around the swelling so that the liquid is reabsorbed and processed. So if I'm the farmer, I'm not sweeping the water away, I'm digging a channel nearby so the water can seep out naturally. But then, and this is really important, I'm going to jump in my tractor and I'm going to motor my way to where I think the floodwaters came over the riverbank or where I think the river's been blocked and I'm going to see if there's any sign of the problem. If there is, then I'm going to get my tools out and patch it up. So what this means for gua sha is to look for any surface tension along the muscle sinew structures. So if you're puffy because of your diet, then I'm going to check the stomach channel, which includes most of the main muscles down the front of your body. If I find tension, then I use gua sha. And so in this way, I might be able to help to both reduce and prevent the puffiness on your face. If I were treating swelling in other parts of the body, then the approach would be the same. There's a whole subculture about losing weight with gua sha, which is often about removing excess retention of liquid, especially in the legs. And there's the idea of manually scraping out the liquid. But the same farmer analogy can apply here. If you want to lose weight, maximize the field, irrigation and the river and then look upstream for what might be the origins and in this case invariably it's going to be diet and lifestyle. And this is an important idea to grasp. 
If there are problems here and you don't attend to them, the rest is an uphill struggle. So if my diet was terrible and I didn't exercise and I led a stressful life, it will be no surprise that the effects of gua sha treatment on the retention of liquid and the accumulation of fat might be limited and the problem will keep repeating itself. So I encourage you to use gua sha to help remove puffiness as it's one of the best treatments out there. But use the body's natural intelligence to your full advantage while you do it. Well, that's it from me. If you want to continue learning, come and join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. The details are in the show notes. So until next time, happy scraping. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can check out the show notes at clivewhittam.com slash show. You'll also find loads of free videos and information. And if you need more help with Guasha, definitely check out my online courses at the Komorebi Institute. I'll include the link in the show notes too. Talk to you soon.